Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He has been called many things, but we just call him Roy. This is The Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Twitter is at The Roy Green Show, and that's where I met Alex. who's a translator for Canada's military. In Afghanistan, he's being hunted by the Taliban, and he wants to come to this country and live here, which I believe he should have every right to do, having stood on the front lines with our, with our troops. Alex, it's great to finally speak with you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, let me thank you for your time and providing me this opportunity to talk about me and my friends. Because there are more, there's more than you. There's a there's a whole series of translators who need uh, who need help. The Taliban are hunting you, correct? Exactly. That's why I received and threat uh, letters from them, and I kept a couple of them just to show you as an evidence. And I translated one, and I shared that. They uh, they wrote you they wrote you a letter. How did they how did they manage to find you? So they have uh, people watching, I mean, working for them through nighttime, and they threw these uh, letters at night in your compound, and they just disappear. So they're not sure. I mean, exactly they're the, the ones that they're looking for, the governmental people, and they're looking for the interpreters, as they call them, uh, betrayers or, let's say, infidels. And... That's why they want to kill people, I mean, who works for the government of Afghanistan as well, who works for the uh, foreigners, I mean, for the ISAF and NATO forces in Afghanistan. So the fact that you worked with Canadian forces and you were on the front line with Canadian forces, that makes you to them a traitor and they've threatened to kill you and behead you. Not only me, they are just trying to kill my family as well. And it's not about me only, it's about... All the, I mean, those who helped ISAF forces, Canadians, U.S. Army, Polish, whoever army they helped and assisted. So, Taliban are against these people. I mean, I saw one of my friends, they decapitated him. They put his chest, I mean, his head on his chest on the highway, Kabul Kandahar. And it's very horrifying. I mean, it's a terrible situation here. I don't know what to say about this. Yeah. Tell us what it was like when you served with Canadian forces. What did you do? I was really happy, first of all. I mean, before I started my assignment as a linguist with Canadian forces, I really liked them. I mean, the moral they had. I really liked going outside with them, talking with the local national the Canadian forces. While we were walking, I mean, we received too many small arms fire from all around, I mean, I like my job. I like the people who were helping my people. I mean, the Canadian soldiers, they were helping my Afghan National Army. And why not myself? I had to help them as well, because I was in a link between the Army of Canada and my army, just to let them know what's going on. I mean, the language and the translation or interpretation, I was helping in this case. So to be honest with you, I was really grateful 
being with the Canadian Army, working with them, going outside. And they were really kind to me, not only me, my friends, everyone. I mean, they were different. I'm not just exaggerating. It's real. Um, I know. I you and I, you, all those people. You and I have traded emails. I know you're a genuine person. I've seen the letters that have been written about you by officers in both the Canadian and the U.S. forces and the respect they have for you. Alex, I want to talk to you some more, but I have to take a break. So what we'll do, if this is okay with you, we'll hang up and we'll call you back in about 10 minutes. Is that all right? Not a problem. Anytime. I'm just waiting. Okay. We'll call you back in 10 minutes. Okay. Sir. Okay, my friend. Alex in Afghanistan. I want to talk to him. You know, have some time with him. Find out about what, you know, about him and what he did. Remember, when our troops came under fire, he came under fire because he was with them. So do you think that our immigration minister and our prime minister could see it in their hearts to allow Alex to come to Canada and live here safely? He deserves no less than that. We'll come back. People may not always see eye to eye with him, but they will always listen to his opinion. This is The Roy Green Show. Uh, we were planning to speak with Bernice Thomas at uh, this time today. Bernice uh, was going to share some information with us about what uh, took place in Ottawa when she was asked there by the federal government, and she did meet with Trudeau. But uh, we're not able to speak with her today, but we will be speaking with her going forward. But I am speaking with Alex, who is an Afghan citizen, and uh, an interpreter for our Canadian military on the front lines. He was with them. And when our Canadian military was shot at, that meant Alex was being shot at as well. But he said to us, and we'll talk to him again in about a minute, he said to us before the break that he was honored to serve with our guys, and he and uh, yeah, women soldiers too, I know. I use that term so loosely, our guys. Blame it on my, uh, blame it on the era that I was born in. Anyhow, that's not important. What's important here is he was honored to serve with Canadians. And what has our federal government done? It slammed its doors in his face and in the faces of other translators. And they're being hunted by the very people we fought. And they volunteer to help us. Now they're being hunted by the people we fought. And we're doing what for them? Nothing. just want to read you a brief open letter to the Canadian administration by a translator's group. Facing death at home, despairing over the delay and difficulties of obtaining visas from the countries which employed them, more and more translator interpreters who helped allied forces in Iraq and Afghanistan are joining the flow of refugees into Europe. The International Coalition of Linguists appeals to Canada not to limit help to individual publicized cases, 
but to implement a policy to expedite visas to all the interpreters it left behind. That makes absolute sense. Alex, thank you for holding on. Thank you for uh, for still being there to talk to us. When you uh, when you went out with the uh, with our with our with our soldiers, was there a sense like was a real sense of belonging for you that y- you were in the same unit? Did they treat you like you were one of them. Yes, of course. Uh, they were treating me like not as a linguist, but as a soldier and as a teammate. So we were under heavy fire. They were protecting me. Like, I'm their own soldier, like, even like a brother's, I mean, like a brother. And we were calling each other, like, I mean, our friends, our linguist friends, the brothers in arms. We were not, I mean, there was no any discrimination. There was no any racism and stuff like this. We were like brothers. And my point is the Canadian armed forces, they were like brothers. I mean, to me and my friends. So they were protecting me all the time. You had a you had a sense, did you not, uh, that you would be welcome to come to Canada? And was there a, a time period where you might have been yeah. able to uh, to apply? What what happened as far as that's concerned? Uh, thanks for asking this question, and I will just share a very important, definitely positive for those who open this process. So Canada uh, kind of has a process for linguists. And the time was very short. And some of us even didn't know about this. I mean, even a single word about this process. So while the process was open, I was serving with another team. I mean, I was serving for, for the U.S. Army military as a linguist in Oregon province. And I didn't even know about the process. So nobody told us. So I didn't even know anybody in Canada to get a hold of him, like, he just opened or reopened this process. Although Joe Warmington, columnist, he tried his best, and he published our stories on Twitter and Facebook, but didn't affect on Justin Trudeau and Ahmed Hussain. So I'm not complaining about this. I'm not complaining about anyone. I'm just asking for help, and I'm asking for protection. So as you mentioned about the period, so the period of the process was very short, to be honest with you, even like for a couple of years. So we were busy in other provinces of Afghanistan working for other coalition forces. So nobody told us. So although they had our phone numbers, our contact numbers, but they did not inform us like there's going to be a process for linguists. Well, can I add something, Mr. Roy, just, I mean, kindly and friendly, at something very important with you and your team. Go ahead. I kind of request from you and your team to hold a press conference with immigration minister or, and, of course, with Justin Trudeau and share the story about the lives of left behind linguists is still in danger and let them know that we are looking for protection. Meanwhile, I would like you to ask immigration minister about one million refugees and immigrants over the next three years. What about the few number of linguists who mm. serve yep. Canada troops in Afghanistan? We missed the process because of the shortage of the time. I mean, I was not even aware of that process. Nobody informed us. And of course, let me share 
one of my friends story which is very sad I mean making me very sad Alam Khan was one of the other linguists he was living in Afghanistan but he escaped he went to Turkey now he's sleeping on benches on I mean at the parks even on the streets because he went there illegally he just went there to protect himself from getting killed in Afghanistan and we're all helping each other I mean well, we cannot do anything because we're under pressure. We're under danger. I mean, let me mention one one of other stories what happened to my best friend, John, James Akam. Who we've talked to, thank, who's living in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I thank James, I mean, John McCollum, the previous immigration minister, who helped my friend, and he took James Akam from Germany to Canada and his family from Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. So that was an exclusive effort with John McCollum made. We were hoping that this could be comprehensive, I mean, for any of us, for all the interpreters, but it, that did not happen. I mean, we are, we are looking still forward. I mean, we are looking for a help from someone from Canada. I mean, we have a word all linguists, we made a word, and we made, we made one choice, like, Canada, please save your allies. You know, um, I have to say this. You mentioned Joe Warmington before from the Toronto Sun. Joe's a good friend of mine, and he he has just yes. worked so hard and with such dedication for all the translators. He's, he's really the one uh, in Canadian media who's carried the ball here yeah. and tried to really make things happen for you. He and my, my chorus colleague, Charles Adler, of course, as well. I'm very proud of both of them. But we need to have a policy in place where we can now help you and help other linguists who were with our forces come to Canada. Have you, um, I have to ask you, because you've, you served with the Americans, did you try the United States or is your, is your heart set on coming yeah. to Canada? Uh, it's harder than coming to Canada because they uh, ask and acquire Lots of documents, because the company I worked with, names IMS, International Management Services, I sent the HR letter from that company in the United States, denied that letter. They said, this company is not valuable for us. It's just a, let's say, commercial company, and they just hire linguists, and they see their own profit in it. So they do not have any link or connection with the government. I mean, Department of Defense of the United States. That's why they rejected my case, although I had those documents I sent them. So they just denied because of that single letter that I couldn't make it. Well, I've seen documents uh, from you yeah. and about you, and uh, everything yeah. that I've seen would seem to suggest very clearly that you should be eligible, certainly to enter Canada, and the fact that you served with our military yeah. should make it immediately uh, an, an urgent matter for this government to bring all the linguists who served with our military into Canada. And I'm sure that the veterans who fought alongside you in Afghanistan would support that. And I'm sure that the people of this country would expect no less from the federal government. If they're going to bring ISIS terrorists into Canada, and if the prime minister is going to say that ISIS terrorists can can contribute extraordinarily to Canada's well-being, then then there is no. I mean, that is just so unacceptable by Trudeau. There is not. There's no reason for us to accept anything less 
than you, Alex, and your fellow linguists who served with Canadian soldiers to come to Canada, feel safe here, build a life here. We'll keep pushing. I know that politicians listen to the program, and uh, I'm going to be sending this our conversation to them, and we'll just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and the whole idea is to help all of you. And as a representative of all the Lift Behind linguists, I thank you very much. I thank all those who are helping, I mean, who are on this story and trying to solve this issue for linguists, especially for Lift Behind linguists. I mean, yeah. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. Representative. I will be back in touch with you, and uh, I'm sure Joe will be in touch with you as well, and, and, and we'll work on it. Thank you very much. Okay, I appreciate Alex. it. And I don't know. Maybe I made this story a bit, I mean, well or bad, because my English got just a little uh, not in a good mood, you know, because I've been away from yeah, you be safe. forces. You'll be safe. Wow. You'll be safe, and yeah. we'll be in touch, all right? Okay. Okay. I will Alex. just try. I mean, we're just hiding these days. Yeah. Staying at home like a babysitter. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. We'll, right. we'll be in touch. We'll push. I appreciate it. Okay, my friend. All, All right. the best. It was nice talking to you. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye, Alex. I mean, I thank you and your team. Yes, sir. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you. You too. He needs to get out of there. He needs to get out of there. Otherwise, he'll die. So, what's all this talk about hate? Canada needs to do better? Absolutely, Mr. Trudeau. Canada and Canadians, no. Canada, yes. You being the Canadian representing or being the figurehead of the Canadian government. You're not the head of state, you're the prime minister. You can do better. You need to do better. Let me just ask you a question at 800-263-2428. You've just listened to Alex. You heard his plight. He didn't want to hang up, but I had to take a break. And we need to help him. We help, need to help the other linguists who fought with our, our troops or stood alongside our troops, were out on the front lines with them and took fire when they took fire. Does he deserve to come to Canada? Do the other linguists, the translators, deserve to come to Canada? Those who suited up with our soldiers and went out on the front lines with them? 800-263-2428 is the number. 800-263-2428. Do they deserve to come to Canada? If the ISIS terrorists are coming... If Trudeau's not going to strip any dual citizens who are convicted of terrorist activities of their Canadian citizenship, do they deserve to come to Canada? 800-263-2428. What do you say? We'll come back and find out. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. 
Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.